Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming to you from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. Today we have the return of John Bristol, the guy behind Elmwood Productions, uh, puppeteer, actor, director, writer, blah, blah, blah. Uh, John's the man and was kind enough to come back on. Uh, if you haven't already listened to his episode of the podcast a while back, um, you can go and do that. And, and at that time we were talking because they had... They were doing a Kickstarter to make uh, the movie, which now is being released on uh, March 29th, if you're listening to this, at Paris and Plantsville, uh, Plantsville, Connecticut, at Central Connecticut, for anyone listening. Uh, they were screaming, screaming head on the 28th, but that sold out, and they're also doing a screening on the 29th, and Head is a one-of-a-kind film starring an all-puppet cast and a throwback to the slasher films in the 70s and 80s. Yeah, I I haven't watched it yet. I can't wait to. I don't know if I will. I really hate horror movies. And uh, after talking with John, it sounds like it's a straight horror movie that happens to have puppets, which I think is incredible. These guys are really on to something. Like, man, I, it was just so funny. Like, I saw someone on Twitter joking around about that, about how someone needs to make a Muppets horror movie. I'm like, uh, these guys did. Please uh, check them out. They're on the Twitter at Elmwood Pod, Facebook dot com slash Elmwood Productions, and uh, but their website is just ElmwoodProductions dot com. They're amazing. Uh, please, if you are in Connecticut on March 29th, go to that screening in Paris and Plantsville. If not, you'll be able to purchase it on the DV- on DVD. I know they're looking to do some sort of digital download. Uh, you know, it, it's go look at the trailers. I'm gonna post them on our Facebook page. It's incredible. Uh, it was it was actually really nice to talk to John again. I uh, I really like this dude. We met uh, our, our friend, mutual friend Amanda kind of put us in contact and uh you know, he's been a good podcast guest and he's going to come back. Anyhow, we're on the internet as well. Let's chat podcasts at gmail.com, facebook.com slash let's us chat and on Twitter at let's chat podcast. I don't think I have anything else more to say. Just check out Elmwood Productions. Oh, if you are listening to this and you also have a podcast and you're looking for a guest, ask John. He's super nice and they're trying to get the word out about Head. So anyone wants to write a review or have him on a podcast or can do anything to help these guys out, guys and gals, uh, please do. They're wonderful. Let's get to it. Hey everybody, it's Rebound from the Charity Strike. Sitting across me, the annoying as always, Trigger Mike. And the lovely and sexy as always, Jenny O. Hello, boys. Hey there. <laughs> Dude, why would anybody listen to us? Well, you know. No, 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 no. Oh. No. I got this. Please. Uh, well, partially because since I'm the only girl that actually listens to your show, true. I do find your voices very, very sexy. Well, for one reason, you should listen to us because Jenny O likes to lie about us. It's not a lie. Also, we talk about some sports and we try to pretend we're funny. And uh, every now and then we got Jenny O on the show. If her voice is not enough to lure you into listening to us, I don't know what it's going to take. Tim Mike's still talking. But anyways, make <laughs> sure you guys check us out at thecharitystrike.com. You can also find us at facebook.com slash thecharitystrike. And you know we're on iTunes. The opposite of a winner Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner Peace to Raw G, Brucey B, Kid Capri Funk, Master Flex, Love, Funk, Star, Ski I don't think you've already done the show, and yes, the fir- first time we did it, I didn't even know how to do Skype interviews, which now I look... It worked out good, because that time that we did it was, A, it was super fun, and then yeah. um, I went to see my nephew afterwards, so it was like That's an right. excuse to visit my family, so You're it was like... Fine. But now I've I've learned that I don't ever have to travel again. Yeah, there you go. Never leave the comfort of the couch. Yeah, know? which is which is. I mean, Connecticut's not too far, but no, I've, I've had people from different countries and different states, so it's just like, it's, yeah, it would never happen any other way. Oh, this is, it's it's got to be so much more convenient for a show like this to not have to worry about driving all over God's creation. Yeah, I usually before I was just having people come here, which is fine, but then I ran out of guests because it's just like. And yeah. it's my house. I don't have a studio, so I'm like, I'm not. Right. Gonna, it's like, at some point, you're like, hey, you. Nice to, you want to be on my show again? You yeah. know, <laughs> same, same 10 friends. You know? How awkward it would be, like, meeting, like, females that you would want to have on. Like, hey, come to my bedroom and record a podcast. Be like, right. I, I wouldn't trust me either. They'd be like, aren't you married? <laughs> 
yeah, it's really cool. Like, there's a couch. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. A microphone. Yeah. Well, how you been, man? Um, I, So much since last time. I yeah. I don't have any idea when that was. I'm so bad with dates. It was summer. Like, late summer, I think. Yeah. It had to be, right? Yeah. September? It was, it, was, it was, like, maybe September, maybe. Yeah. It was your, late your summer. Your Kickstarter was about to end. Yeah. So it was late, maybe early October at the latest then. That sounds about right. And then, yeah, I think it ended in October, yeah. Dude, I'm so fucking pissed because <laughs> I, I lived in Connecticut for a long time, and all these years my brother used to always talk about this place called J. Timothy's. Oh, no. <laughs> I never had been there. And then, like, I've been one time, like maybe months ago, we were in Connecticut visiting my family, and then my brother's like, all right, we're going to go to this place called J. Timothy's. He's like, oh, okay, I've heard it's really good. And then I get off the exit, I'm like, I know exactly where I am. You know where you are, yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, I've been to that puppet studio place. Yeah, right around the corner, yeah. And then yeah, it's a good restaurant. It's the good best place. fucking chicken wings I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> I love their burgers, I'll be honest. Yeah, their salads. Salad could be anything, and they always, they always do good salads there, I will yeah, say. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And I, I just thought it was like a dumpy wing place, because my brother and his wife always just talked about the wings, so I never knew anything else. And then we, they had, like, it was beautiful, and it was a like gorgeous yeah. decor. It had, like, a lot of good beers and, like, yep. German food. I mean, I got wings, obviously. Obviously, you got to try them out, yeah. I mean, everyone talks about them, so you got to give them a shot. Do you get wings from there every single day of your life? Like, I think I no. would have no. no, I used to live across the street from a bar that had, like, the best wings in Plainville. So I got winged out for a while there. <laughs> That'll happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the Kickstarter got funded, man. We yeah. did it. We made... And we made the movie. The movie's done. I know. It's kind of it's so full circle because like, when we were yeah. talking, you were like, you had a Kickstarter. So, uh, uh, well, for anyone listening, uh, John's been on the show once before, and it was great. You should go back and listen to it. And at that time, you were had a fun a Kickstarter for Head. Head. And yep. uh, which could you maybe explain what that is? Because it's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll do the recap. Head is an all puppet starring horror movie. It's a throwback to like the 1970s, 80s style horror flicks with a. All the blood, guts, booze, and boobs, and, you know, four-letter words that, you know, our parents didn't want us to see when we were eight, you know, but we're doing it all with puppets and kind of playing it straight, and uh, we were, you know, Elmwood Productions has done a couple other things before, a lot of web series and short films and another feature film, and it was uh, time to just uh, make a horror movie, so we did, and uh, we were going to do a Kickstarter for it, we figured why not, and we got funded, which is great. We're going to make the movie either way, but here it is. We're funded. It's done. I have the DVDs stacked up. Movie's made. We recorded the commentary last week, and it's premiering next week. It's pretty exciting. It's officially over, right? Like, it's officially, yeah. like, you're not going to go back and tinker with it anymore? It's no, like... no. This is one of those movies where I'll never George Lucas this one, you know? Like, yeah. there's... <laughs> I'll, you know, you, you can't, it's just, it's, it's one of those, it's out, let's just be done with it. And that's a good thing. Like, I don't mean, you know, just, it's, it's good that we, we completed it. it. It's wrapped up. There's not much more we can do with it, even if we wanted to, you know? It was so. Maybe, maybe a sequel? <laughs> yeah. Oh, always. Dude, some, it was so random. Some dude from Canada on Twitter, cause I, I, I joined Twitter for the that's chat page thing. It's yeah, super yeah, fun. yeah. Elmwood, Elmwood has one, same <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, I follow you. I don't think you use it, though, because I think it was someone else I've been talking to on it through that one. Oh, they, they've joked it might about be. You. There's a couple of us who jump on it. Yeah. Oh, good, good. <laughs> They're like, yeah, John's not so good with the technology or something like no. that. <laughs> yeah, like, Twitter's not my thing. Yeah. Out of the blue, like, I swear to God, I opened, this is like, two days ago, and I wish I remembered who it was in case they're listening, but they're from Canada, and they're like, I love the Muppets, something about how they love the Muppets, blood and gore, and horror movies, and somebody should combine the two. And I, I don't know this person. It's just so Oh, my gosh. And so I just replied back. I was like, holy shit, you should follow El- Elmwood. And then he, like, responded. He's like, oh, my God, this looks fucking amazing. <laughs> but oh, that's great. Thank so you, random man. that some random person in Canada was like, there should be a puppet horror movie. No one's done that yet. And, and I was and like, no oh, my God, yes, they have. It. They totally <laughs> have. It just isn't out yet. It's just not, you don't know yet, yeah. We're like, uh, as far as I know, we are the first to do it, too. We did a lot of research. We're the first one. I mean, there have been some short films and, like, puppet comedy horror, but yeah. never a straightforward one until now, yeah. And it still has funny moments, like all horror movies do, but, yeah, yeah we're the first ones to do a feature film with all puppets for horror. It's, so, you know, um, the horror community official? really wrapped their hands around us, which was good. They really gave us a big hug. It's been good. So how, how was, like, production and everything? Like, how did I... Um, oh. super nice and you invited me to come down one day but it was like a Wednesday yeah. and I was about to leave for Italy like a week and, oh, and I couldn't take right. the time off oh my god so that was November yeah we shot through 
we started shooting it in August, like late August. We finished filming, or yeah, we finished filming right around Thanksgiving. Wow. Uh, yeah, it went longer than we planned. We were hoping to have it done in about four weeks, and it just we kept getting hit by Mother Nature. All the outdoor shots, it was a nightmare. We were cursed. I keep joking. The whole movie's been cursed since day one in some ways, but in a, but it came a positive in the end though, which is good. The movie came out great, but we just couldn't catch a break. Mother Nature just hated us. Other than the very first day of shooting, that went off without a hitch. <laughs> That's incredible. And how did you like get like who did you get to do it? Like friends or like actor actors? Uh, we you know we have our, our repertory group with the number one productions of puppeteers that we always use. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we got a handful of guys and girls who are just absolutely amazing. We did bring in two. Two brand new people to us for this film. Three, I'm sorry, three brand new puppeteers. Uh, t- two of them had done a lot of acting in the past, and uh, one was one of them was a really good friend of mine named Keith, Keith Paul, and he's an amazing actor and director. And, and then the other one, her name was Sally, and she auditioned when we were originally going to make this movie with actors, and we changed our minds and decided to do the way we do best with puppets. And but when she auditioned, we had her audition for an actor, and she was just really cool and really fun. So we asked her if she wanted to come back and maybe try out the puppet thing. When we decided to go with puppets, and she worked out great too. So there's puppets and live action. No, no live action at all. Yeah, when we first were going to make the movie, we wanted to do it with all actors instead. Be our first like full full length movie with no puppets. But we just figured we should just do what we do best. Let's do it the Elmwood way and do it with puppets. It'll be unique. It'll be original. And that's you know the first horror movie with puppets came out of that. That's so amazing. we but. But a couple of the people we auditioned as actors, we did bring in to be puppeteers and train them, and they both did great. Oh my, they, they must have been. That's such a cool skill set to add on there, puppeteer. Right? Yeah, that was the uh, Sally, the, the actress Sally Arlette Garcia. She uh, she was just like, this is just a great resume builder, if nothing else. <laughs> yeah. And then she had a blast doing it, which was good. And then the other new puppeteer, the third new puppeteer we brought in, her name is Manda Manda Vassis, and she has the lead. You know, so to walk into this with only a little bit of puppetry background from back when she was in school. And to come into this, and we gave her the lead, it was just, she was kind of humbled and baffled, I think, but she did an amazing job. She holds the movie together, which is good. Man, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, so when did you write this movie? You must have written this, like, a long time oh, ago. Oh, yeah, this is an ancient, <laughs> ancient history. Five years ago, actually. It's five wow. years ago this month I wrote the first draft of the movie. It's kind of come full circle now. And it was in March, uh, March of 2010 I wrote it. We had um, planned, as a group, I went production to a horror movie a year or so earlier, a different writer and director was working with us and it just fell apart and I was really disappointed. So after a couple of months of just being bummed out about it, I just said, I'm going to write my own horror movie. Even if we never make it, at least I get it out of my system. You know, I'll write it. I'll feel good. I wrote it. I wrote it. Everybody dug it, but we just didn't have time to make it. We kept putting it off. And then finally in the fall of 2013, we're like, let's make this movie next year. Let's start. Let's really work on it. And that's, we filmed it in the summer and fall of 2014. It was great. You know, a year later, we were filming, and now here we are, six months after that, putting it out. <laughs> how does scheduling work? Like, how are you able to like work your job, job, and get all the <sighs> people on the same page? Like, I, I, I get like ill thinking of that. Right. Well, what was great is we made sure we shot uh, one day a week, every week. Uh, so we chose we chose one day, we chose Wednesday, because if you have a desk job or if you have a retail job, it's the middle of the week. Your boss isn't going to really. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's retail. You don't take the weekends off. It's the busiest time. If you have a desk job, Monday and Friday are the, like the most important days, you know. So, like, let's do Wednesday. Let's shoot every Wednesday. Everyone talked to their employers and worked it out, you know, which was really good. And uh, we were there, so we just shot on Wednesdays and Wednesday nights. A lot of the stuff that we did for nights, which is good because most people don't work at night. You know, everyone's out of work by seven or eight o'clock at the latest usually. And uh, so we just worked lots of late hours into the night, and then w- just Wednesdays specific for like three months. <laughs> Damn, you have some committed people. Oh, yeah, that's great. I mean, people took vacation time or sick time to do the movie, and that was really cool. You know, and there were some days where like, somebody couldn't make it, so we had a substitute puppeteer, and then they had to dub the voiceover later, things like that, just because we want to keep the ball rolling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, overall, though, I mean, everyone made the best effort to be there every day they had to be there. And some people came on their days off, like like, like our uh, one of our puppeteers, Ben, didn't need to be there for the very first day of shooting. But he still came out because he had the day off, and he was like, I want to be part. I want to help, you know. So he was our our boom mic operator for that day, you know. Like, we all took turns doing that, but he was wow. that, that specific day he did most boom mic. We have a great photo of him, like, midday. It got hot. It was the one hot day, you know, like, of course. Yeah. <laughs> it got really hot, and he was just laying down on the grass. And he it was reading a book because it was downtime. He was just 
and next thing you know, he was he was asleep. At least we thought he was asleep, and I got some funny pictures of him. Looks like he's sleeping on the job, you know. <laughs> but he worked his ass off, so that's what makes it funny. What was that cool blog you guys were doing, like through it all, called? I oh was, yeah, I looked at that a lot. Yeah, head dash horror dot blogspot dot com. It's a uh, it was a production blog, and like we tried. Even going back to when I wrote the first draft of the script, we decided we were going to try and film a little piece every step of the way, warts and all, you know, kind of show how we made a movie. And uh, we put videos up. We had little postings of photos, things like that, like a little mini documentary series. Uh, the last episode went live today, the official last ep- episode, which was kind of cool. And, uh, yeah, it was just fun to do that, too, like show people how we make a movie as, as best we can. Couldn't show everything. There, you know, there's always some stuff you just you don't want to air dirty laundry and things like that, yeah, yeah, or anything too embarrassing, you know. But we had a, I mean, nothing really embarrasses a group of puppeteers, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun to do the blog though, just because you know, just giving people a heads up as to what we're doing. I think that really helped the Kickstarter because people could see we were actually working on it. You know, how many times have people done Kickstarters and then the project never really comes out? Yeah, I always wonder about that with Kickstarter. Kickstarter's got really good accountability. Yeah. Like if you say, if you say you're going to deliver and people pay and you don't deliver, they come after you, which yeah, is yeah. good. But we were showing even while the Kickstarter was going that we were making the movie, so people knew we would be delivering, and I think that's what helped people go, "Oh, they're doing it either way. I'll throw them some money to make it even better." Then it's more fun to I don't know, just it's fun to have a personal connection to something too. Yeah, absolutely. Like absolutely. You're along for the ride. Yeah, and it's it's just fun. Kevin you know? Smith always did that too. Like yeah. he was always great about that. Oh my God! Look at look what he did with Tusk. I mean, it all started from a podcast, you know. Yeah, I know, right? It, yeah, that's true, right? Yeah. And then he went to Twitter and was like, "Should I make this?" And everyone yeah. was like, "Yes." Oh, and it's it's a great movie. It's fucking hilarious, you know. <laughs> I actually didn't see it, but I. Oh no! Yeah, I, you, uh, just I don't know. It just you gotta see it. So weird. It's but, it's really good. I went opening weekend to see it, or that week, at, you know, it was like one of five people in the theater because it wasn't exactly a Hollywood movie, you know. No, I don't. Even Which is why it. I'm glad he's not doing that kind of movie anymore. You know, he's doing his own thing. Oh, and he, that movie was great. And yeah, he's doing was, uh, what's the next one? Yoga Hoosiers, which is Yoga like, Hoosiers, yeah, which Hoosiers, is yeah. A, it's a sequel. It's like a sequel of the, but it's like a sequel about the two girls. One's yeah, his daughter. Were, yeah, and the other one's uh, Johnny Depp's daughter. Yeah, who live in the town when that where that happened, so it's like right. a sequel. Or if you don't see the original, you can still see it, kind of thing. Yeah, it'll stand. I'm sure it'll stand on its own. Yeah, yeah it's just like another, a... it's another bizarre little comedy horror movie. Yeah. Yeah, because it's Kevin Smith, and he he's always ahead of the curve, though. You know what I mean? Like before, like social media, he was always or he had the view as view universe. Like he always, you know, you create your cult following, and then you can. Do yeah, what you and do. he had his and he had his blog, my boring ass life. He turned into a book and all that. Oh, so he was yeah. always kind of. So I was out there doing it, which was good, which is really good. He, he knows how to self-promote. I'll give him that. I think I've learned a lot from him because I have no yeah. shame pimping my workout. <laughs> no it's shame. so hard because no one gives a shit. Like, ultimately. Yeah, if, if you don't put it out there, like, this is to any filmmaker, any artist listening. Like, if you don't put yourself out there, no one's going to ever know what you're doing. Yeah. You know, you got to – I'm not saying you got to grab people by the neck and shove it down their throat, you know, but you got to at least make the effort to have – like, I don't – I don't know much about Twitter. I don't tweet very often for Elmwood, but I know how to use it. You know, I know it's important for us if because people are on Twitter that may not be on other things. They may not be on Facebook. They may not read blogs. They may not go to our actual website. Yeah. You know, so that's one more thing. Like, we don't have an Instagram, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, neither do what, I. I. I can't yeah. justify I mean, getting will. one. I mean, we will at some point, but right now we don't need it. It's just one more thing we'll have to keep updated. Yeah. And, yeah. and what's great is we did learn how to, like, cross-post. So anything we put on our blog goes to Facebook automatically yeah, on the good. Elmwood blog or on the Josh and Todd blog or on the head blog directly posts to Facebook like within an hour or so. And then that cross posts right to Twitter, yeah. which is nice. So, we, you know, and so it's easy to do. If you have one, you can make them all work for you. Yeah, <laughs> it's abs- and Twitter. I think it's like you're not getting like your work out there as much. I mean, it's definitely no. up there. It's a way to talk to people yeah, it's and then get talk. your work out there. It, yeah. Cause it's, it's, it, it's made all the, cause I got to a point with the podcast where I just like reached a limit of people I can have on before I had to repeat the same people again. Yeah. And then I joined Twitter and then every opportunity, it just exploded. Yeah. You meet new people that way too, which is so many. social media, yeah. you know, I mean, social media is great like that, but the movies, yeah. I mean, this movie really, social media really helped this movie because the horror fan sites, Oh, I jumped on it because they found it through Twitter and through Facebook and they were like and through even through the the, the Kickstarter and all of a sudden these horror sites are like contacting us for interviews and pieces. It was great, you know. Like, wow, so there's like some buzz. 
Yeah, let's hope we follow through with a good movie. No, <laughs> yeah, well, you saw it. <laughs> I've seen it, and it's funny. We we sent a, a, re, a review copy to one of the local reporters here in Connecticut for nice. one of the big papers. And the current, she, yeah, the current, and she, and she does CT now also. The, the the woman. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they're both the same. So she loved it, which was great. And I know she she like she emailed me back after watching it, and she was just like, "Oh, I loved it. Thank you so much." I'm like, "Oh, good. Thank God." You know, she's like, "I totally yeah. get what you're doing. Like the whole 1970s vibe. Like I totally get it. That's great. So that was good. Somebody gets it. So it's not just us having some sort of inside joke. You know, <laughs> that's amazing. Are you guys gonna try to do any film festivals or anything? Yeah, we're trying to do uh, like comic cons and horror conventions. Yeah, that and try to yeah screened at those type of things, and then we'll maybe do some film festivals because film it's not really i mean i shouldn't say it's not a film festival type movie because there's all kinds of film festivals out there but i just assume this is just me maybe my my nature i just assume a lot of film festivals won't be interested in it so we want to make sure that we the ones we do we really target the correct ones i had a couple of like canadian filmmakers on here and like they were able to get into like toronto film fest because they had just gone on a bazillion podcast and self I mean besides their work yeah. being great they <laughs> because of the, the it, it like they were just talking about how it's very political it's just like your yeah, content yeah. is almost number 2 it's like what could you bring to this festival yes yes it's so yeah so get out like, there put yourself out there everywhere like you said before put yourself out there everywhere and little yeah. little things lead to littler things that become really big things right and i mean you know don't think you're above anything yeah you know, oh my god we, we've screened We've screened our films in art galleries. We've screened our films at local town fairs. We've screened our films at uh, retirement homes. Like, don't wow. ever think, yeah, I mean, you know, those small theaters. Don't ever think that something's below you. If somebody called me today and they had a coffee shop down the road and they wanted to screen one of my movies, I'm gonna do it. You know? Yeah. Anyone listening? Hit them up. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Screen Let it. me know. I'll I'll come out there. I'll bring it, or I'll send you the disc or something. You know. Yeah, but, absolutely. And it, yeah. There's a great DIY art community out there, and I really yeah. feel like I love that aspect of everything. I love yeah. do it yourself, man. You know. You might, and you might have just like kind of. I'm hoping you hit the like the thing that has never been touched in culture yet, like the puppet horror movie. Yeah, I mean, like it's funny. Like um, somebody else was like, "Do you feel like you're kind of doing the horror team America?" You know, because that was very much a. Uh, it was a parody of action films and a satire. Yeah. And I'm like, because well, it, it, it's an R-rated movie with four-letter words and, and some crazy moments, sure, it's kind of like that. But we're definitely not doing like a, a social commentary with this film, though. It's, it's just a straight horror. It's a straight horror movie and a little bit of a satire of horror, too, in some ways, because you are using puppets. It's it's going to have yeah. some moments of silly, unintentional silliness. It's going to have some Muppety moments whether you want it to or not. Well, just, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, just in just in the nature of the beast, you know, and I'm okay with that. You know, like, there's a couple scenes. There's one scene when we were recording the commentary. I'm like, that's like a scene right out of a Muppet movie. Just the way all the puppets walk off the shot together. It's just, yeah. It's, it's like there's nothing you can do about it other than to shoot it 500 times. But if you want to look completely real, we could have, we should have just used actors. And that's, we didn't want to do that. So yeah. was, we wanted to look like a puppet movie because it is a puppet movie. <laughs> And there's, I, I think that's been kind of like the rise, not the rise, but I feel like I've been seeing puppets more in popular culture recently. Uh, maybe oh, it's definitely. just because of like uh, I met you and now I'm like aware of it. <laughs> aware of it, no. But like not I... even just thirty. Like, um, God, there's a show besides like Neil Patrick is uh, Neil Patrick Harris's uh, Puppet Dreams, and then uh, no, have you watched No You Shut Up with Paul Tompkins? It's on Fusion. It's which... Henson. Yeah, it's a Henson show. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's so fuck. It's like a parody of like a twenty-four hour news thing. Yeah. But he's got yeah. all the puppets. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> I, it made me think of you when I saw it. I was like, oh my god. Oh god, yeah. Puppets. No, that's a, it's a fun show. I really dig what they're doing with that. You know, so it's really cool. Oh, Hot you Dog's know? my favorite character on that show. Oh yeah, he's great. They've done a touring show called uh, Puppet Up. Oh wow. And with the, with those same group of puppets, and it's like a live improv, like a whose line is it any way type thing, but with puppets. And it's really funny to see. So it's cool to see those puppets carry over to like a TV show too. It's really neat oh, to see. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So Henson's doing a good job with that. I gotta say, but well, no, puppetry is definitely like Disney it's back. Disney owns it, right? Disney owns the Muppets. They don't own Henson. Is Henson's Brian's running Henson? I yeah, think. Brian and one of his. I think Brian and Shale run the Jim Henson. And I know company. that they've partnered with Nerdist a lot. Which a I lot. Think is yeah, awesome. that is really cool. They just did that video with Kate Micucci and Tony Thaxton. Yep, yep. And uh, a couple of years ago, they had that great Ben Folds 5 video. Yes, with the Fraggle. And then Fraggles. I know, oh, that was the other thing. Um, Fraggle Rock's going to get remade by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. You know, what's funny is they've been, 
Henson's been, I'm, I'm not saying bad here because I want to see a Fraggle Rock movie really bad. They've been talking about a Fraggle Rock movie for about 10 years. They've brought, Corey Edwards was directing it for a while. They, they keep going. Weinstein's was producing it. And every time they do, Henson, Henson does a lot of talking about projects they're going to do that never happen. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm, and this goes all the way back to, you know, 1992, you know, <laughs> like yeah. after oh, Jim wow. passed away in 1990, you know, they, they're always announcing things that don't happen. Hearing Joseph Gordon, but where I'm going, this is hearing Joseph Gordon-Levitt's involved. His company too. It's not just yeah. him. So right. like, I thought go, that made it right, a little there more There must real. be a little more, there's more money involved now. There's something a little more serious about it about the project actually happening. So I'll be, I'm not going to believe that it's happening until they say a script is done and they're setting up a shoot date, you know, like that type of thing. Until it's Because it could fall apart again, you know, like it could fall apart like the five other times they've tried to make this movie. So, yeah, I wonder why it fell apart, if it was just legal I, bullshit or just I'm like... Sure it's, I, I'm sure it's always that the script isn't good enough. You know, that, that company is very strong on quality. Yeah. I'll give and then, like weird, I know some of those... Oh, wait, never mind. I was going to say some of those Muppet movies aren't so great, but then that's Disney. Well, the, well Disney's only made... Two Muppet movies, you know, the, like the new ones, the two new ones, Muppets and Muppets Most Wanted. And they did Muppets Wizard of Oz, which was awful. I like um, Muppets, that's a, the Jason Segel one. Yeah, that was great. The second one, I think I've heard I had to see it again. I liked it, but I wasn't in love with it. But I I, yeah, heard I, I walked out of it. La- I laughed so hard. Like it had this zaniness that hadn't been because the last one was so sugary. Yeah, such a and I loved it. Five stars, man. You know, like thumbs up Ebert, you know. But uh, it had a, um, it was like so, like, let's, remember the Muppets? Remember you love them? You know, it was that, like, oh, we love the Muppets, we miss the Muppets, let's make a movie about the Muppets, where yeah. the new one was, the Muppets are here, now we're going to put them on an adventure. And that was, yeah. give it another shot. And it's cool that the Blu-ray has an extended cut. Uh, it's like 10 minutes longer, and it's worth it. It made it, that, it's that much even funnier. Like, the little things they cut out are that fun. They're just little little touches, you know? I will go back and watch that for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, but even, even you know, so, even some of the Henson stuff later on with the Muppets that they even did, like uh, Muppets from Space, I think it was the last feature film they did. Was that? I, I remember not liking that one. It was, it was uh, it's funny, I just watched it back again a few months ago. Because I got the Blu-ray. I'm like, oh, I want to watch the Blu-ray. Like, see how it looks on Blu-ray and all that. And I was watching it. And I loved it when it came out. Because I, I just got a kick out of it. They had made a Muppet movie in three years at that point. You know, this type of thing. And it was 14 years till the next one, theatrical. But uh, I watched it again and I got a really big kick out of it. It's dated. It screams the 1990s. You know, <laughs> like. That would make me like it even more. Because it was on HBO for a while and I just didn't yeah. watch it. Yeah, I mean, but it's it's not the best movie they ever made. But it's, it's still, yeah. it's good. You know, it's good. But it was definitely, like, the quality... You know, the, I don't know. It was good. It wasn't great. You know, so Henson, when I was saying quality about Fraggle Rock, I think that they hold that because they own the characters completely. They have a little, there's a little heavier heart to that that group of characters for them. I mean, they did sell them up as to Disney. So yeah, I know. mean, I, I want yeah. I mean, what other company would you be able to even sell it to? You know, they're right. the only company with that kind of money. Yeah, that kind of money, that kind of, and that kind of um, storytelling. You know, Disney has very good at protecting their characters. Yeah, absolutely. I love the stuff they do with Nerdist. I love Nerdist like so much. Like that company yeah. is just like I love. The, I started with the podcast, and then they've reached out, and they just do some really cool stuff. Yeah, like yeah. I love that Ben Folds video, and then the Puppet Dreams, and then the uh, Tony Thaxton. I love because he was uh, he was a drummer of Motion City Soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. And then um, he has a podcast called Felice Navi Pod. It's a full year Christmas themed podcast. That's great! Oh it's, my god, I'm kind of I got I got to go look that one up. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, it down right now. He I one he was actually gonna do I'm I was ask there was this thing called like the downright where you could pay artists to write a song for you. Yeah, and I was emailing with him back and forth about like doing the song for the show, and he was all about it. But then I. I don't know. I, I just can't justify spending money for a theme song on a product I never will see money from. So it was just very, yeah. very nice. It was very nice via the emails. That's good. That's but, good. Oh, man, I love – I just love that one he did that, that song. Uh, he's another, like, huge Muppet fan. I think that yeah. Muppet – there's definitely been, like, the revival of, like, closeted puppet fanatics have come Oh, out. yeah. Well, it were, it were, there's, it's that age group too. Like you know, like I was raised. I was born in '75. Yeah. You know, I was raised on that original. You know, Sesame Street started in 1969. The Muppet Show started in 1977. So I was in that golden era. Oh. You know, of that was all on TV and new. Fraggle Rock started in '82 or '83. You know, so I was there. I was eight, seven or eight. So I watched all that as it was really coming out. And then the next group of kids who were like five, six, ten years younger than me. 
even 15 years, we're all watching the reruns of Fraggle Rock and the Muppet Show and the Muppet Babies and the movies. Movies were always on cable and things like that. So now we're all adults, you know? So it's kind of like we're looking back at our, you know, you get those rose tinted glasses too, which is cool. And you look back at things you loved when you were a kid and you have no problem. You have no shame about announcing it, you know? Yeah, I, I you're, watched you're not, this. You're not in junior high school anymore. No one's going to beat you up because you think the Muppets are cool. You That's know? <laughs> so true. Man, I love the, I remember, I, I have such strong feelings for the uh, Sesame Street Christmas special. Oh, the Christmas Eve on Sesame Street? Yes, I watched that like every fucking yes. year. Yes, I wish they still they don't show it on PBS anymore, which is really disappointing because that's an, a really, oh. really. Not only is it just a really good uh, Christmas special, it's just a really, it's got a lot of heart, you know. It's Big, really, I just it's remember like, Big Bird being out in the cold and he had frostbite yeah, on the roof on. and waiting for Santa. Yeah, it's like oh, I own the DVD of it and I watch it probably every couple of years. I probably don't watch it every year, but every two or three years I'll watch it. Yeah. What are your? Like, have you seen the previews for that uh, the Carol Spidey uh, documentary? Yes, the, yes. The uh, I Am Big Bird. That's going to oh, be amazing. I yeah. Was, I was getting the chills watching it. I had yeah. no idea that he had been doing it that long, or yeah, his name, or anything about him. Car- Car- yeah, Carol Spinney. Yeah, he's uh, he's been doing it since '69. He's been there the whole time. He's the only. He's, well, he's I think he's the only original Muppeteer on Sesame Street at this point. Jeez. Well, I think he's the only one. That's still alive. That started with this. No date. Well, no. Yeah, he's the only one that's been with it for the whole show. I never knew that, that someone was even in Big Bird. Oh yeah. How, how else would it move? You know, like I, you know, I never thought of it though because I was a kid and then it just never. Kid, it just it's it's a it's a giant bird. That yeah, it's one of those job. things that just never ever ever occurred to me. Like I just never thought about how that worked. Yeah, yeah. It's a guy with his arm over his head with a little TV strapped to his chest so he can see where he's going. It's pretty neat. Oh, that's how they do it. Yeah, he he has a, a live feed from the cameras that are filming them the tv so you can see exactly where big bird is on camera weird so he's really he's working blind in a lot of ways but he can yeah. see you know he just has to know where the, how, how where, the, where everything's laid out on the set so he doesn't walk into something i'm sure but other than that so like when they did like the live stuff that's him too that's him it's always been him like when they went to china yep that's him he went to china and there's an episode... he, he wrote a book back in 2007 or 6 called the wit and wisdom of big bird i need to get that book and it's like, and I think the subtitles and the dark genius of Oscar the Grouch, you know, like oh yeah, because he's Oscar too. It's Oscar also, yeah, and it's really like a memoir in a lot of ways of his times as a puppeteer in his life, and it's and it inspired um, Kevin Clash to write a book called, uh, I think it's called uh, My Life as a Furry Red Monster, which then became the movie Being Elmo. I you know, love that movie. Yeah, so like it's then it's kind of cool that like, really Carol Spinney's un- getting his movie now too, which is really good. But Spinney's book is brilliant, though. I mean, it really you know I it talks about the it. China stuff and all that. It's a really good book, and he does all the illustrations. He's a great cartoonist, so oh, it's kind of wow. cool that he did all the illustrations like of his own characters and things like that. And it's neat because that guy's been Elmo forever. Uh, Kevin Clash. Yeah, he was. He's not anymore. He retired. Didn't he have some weird legal had, stuff? I don't the know. Sex, the, the sex scandal. Yeah, I mean, come on. He's a, he's a grown man who has a life, and all of a sudden, like, people want to give him crap because he's a gay grown man. Who gives a shit? Oh, that's what it was. I, yeah. I, I remember reading about it, and nothing followed up. No charge. It was always, like, yeah. alleged. It was one of yeah, those things like where, like, they discredit your of... career, and then, like, you don't ever yeah. follow up with it, and I never thought to look into it. So, okay, I... I a bunch of guys he dated here and there throughout his life all decided – this is how I read what ended up happening. All decided they were going to go after him and try and blackmail him essentially for money and sue him and say we were dating when we were underage and things like that. But they could never prove anything. Nothing was true. And even if he, even if he was a 29-year-old guy dating an 18- or 17-year-old, you know what? You, you, I mean I'm not saying it's legal. You know, but I'm just saying it's like you're going to wait 15 years to come out and say something about it. That's just because you want money. It, it did. That was one of those stories where it definitely had that tone to it, and that yeah. was like every article I read. I didn't yeah. really follow it too much, but I was like, ah, whatever. I, I and, all, and so he 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 you know he retired or resigned because he didn't want to make Elmo look bad, essentially, or Sesame Workshop. Yeah. Look. And he just went away, and you know I feel bad because the guy is so freaking talented. He's such an amazing puppeteer, and he's a, definitely a decent person. I've met him. He's a, one you, of the nicest. How did you meet him? Ah, uh, it's a long story. Yeah, so the poor guy just you know. He just goes away, and somebody else takes over Elmo. No one knows because the guy who took him over it does an amazing job, which is good. It's all about the character, you know. So, Did, I, I, the other night we went on this YouTube wormhole and we were watching um, Big Bird at. Uh, well, I watched the the documentary for the Carol Spinney doc, uh, yeah, the preview, yeah. and then we went on YouTube to find Big Bird at Jim Henson's uh, memorial oh, service because I don't know, it just felt like crying. Yeah, exactly. I have a DVD of the whole service. It's like, oh, oh my god! It's just the whole thing is like hilarious and heartbreaking. It's oh my just, god! 
Mike, my lead puppeteer with Elman, Mike Finland and I, uh, a couple summers ago, were here at my place at the studio. And we had a couple too many beers, I think. And we started watching that. And we were just crying like little girls. It was yeah, so, it's like so... little babies. It was like, Aah. And then our but Nick, who's one of our other puppeteers who did the music, he also did the music for Ed. He came by, started watching it with us. He's like, I hate you guys for making me watch this. He was crying. It was pretty funny. You know? <laughs> Jim Henson's the only person's funeral I'd want to watch. Yeah, exactly. Because it was entertaining, too, though, I will say. Like, there was great comedy bits. Well, yeah, though, the, the whole thing, it was a performance. Yeah, I mean, that's great. That's, you know. We should all be so lucky to have something like that when right? we get. Right, I'd love that funeral. I mean, I won't be there, yeah. but like, make it fun. Yeah, right. I mean, Jim Henson wrote a letter to one of his sons saying what he wanted. No one can wear black. You got to have fun. He wants a Dixieland band to play at the. <laughs> and then he said, "And you, it's not like you can argue with me. You right. know, <laughs> got to do it. You can't argue with me about it." I think that's great that he even had a sense of humor about what it's going to be. We, I even found a clip of the Muppet Show when they did the tribute to Jim Henson. Yeah, it's, that's, like, it's amazing. Yeah, the, the Muppets are like reading. They're like, "Sorry to hear your friend Jim died," and they're all like, "What? Dead?" Yeah. yeah. And as soon as you hear that, you start crying because it's just like, oh, oh the those letters talking. they read are and they were so, so heartbreaking. And then Kermit walks in, and it's like, okay, <laughs> it's going to be okay. Kermit's here. Yeah, and it's the, and that was it's, there's a great interview online with Steve Whitmire, who is Kermit's puppeteer now. And he's started, he's the guy who took it over right away when Jim Henson died. And he, uh, he was talking about how he thought that when they said they were going to do a tribute show, it ought to be this really cool thing of his little quiet moment where Kermit kind of comes in and talks to Fozzie or something like that. I'm paraphrasing what he said. And it'd be like, you know, be a couple people on set. It'll be this little tiny piece and I can warm up and be Kermit, you know? And he goes, no, of course, it's this big party scene and every puppeteer in America is in the scene. Like he's like, he's like, of course, I can't catch a break. I, my first scene is this big epic Kermit moment. <laughs> And like, but that's that's the Muppet way, though. Throw him in the fire, man. You know, like how many that's... people? Because there's a shot where it's Kermit, and like, then you see like who else was in it? Like every Ernie, major Muppet in like... Sesame Street character. Yeah, they're all there. Yeah. So how many puppeteers is that? Because if it's like one every pup... every puppeteer, every puppet is a puppeteer. So if there was twenty people there, there was twenty twenty probably twenty five, twenty seven puppeteers. I would love to see what it looks like underneath. Underneath, yeah, there's some great you can find some great photos online of like group shots of the Muppets of puppeteers. Yeah, like, I've seen those they, like behind there's a Twitter account that's like behind the scenes or like pictures to ruin your childhood and it was Oh like, yes. And they always show Muppet ones on it. Yeah. <laughs> Muppets with the people. And then there's a video yeah. of uh was it Jim Henson and Frank Oz going out like fucking around and swearing and just oh my god. Oh yeah, these guys I mean they you, they're human beings, you know. Like, oh, of course. You know, so they have fun. I mean, I mean, I, I sometimes I fear people seeing what we do, what Elwin Productions does when the cameras aren't rolling. <laughs> you know, and because we always keep them rolling, but our outtakes reels. You know, I mean, I'm like sometimes it's like, ooh, we can't put that out there. You know? <laughs> and other times I'm like, let's put that whole outtakes reel. It's hilarious. Like we did one for Head. We have one that we. It's, I mean, it's going to be on the DVD. Actually, it's like three minutes, four minutes long of outtakes and blooper type thing. And it gets it gets really dirty, you know. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna right? But has an R-rated movie with a couple sex scenes, and one of the dirty bits is the puppeteers who are doing the sex scene just like riffing and laughing their asses off about the sex scene, like saying the dirtiest shit they could fucking it's think puppets, of. So okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's so funny. Like, and they're just like, like I think the first thing I'm like, because I was directing it, and I'm like, you know, guys, let's let's, let's take it kind of serious. We're all giggling because it's a puppet sex scene, but you know, want to make it look good and look right, make the scene work. And I know my friends, I know my puppeteers, and I know that we're all, like, waiting for, like, the moment where you just cut loose and say the dirtiest shit possible while doing a puppet sex scene. So finally, after we get those takes we like, I'm like, all right, guys, cut loose, Russ, film it. And Russ kept the camera going, and the first thing Nick says, because he's puppeteering the guy puppet in the sex scene, he just goes, fuck me like I'm your brother. And everyone just lost it. <laughs> everyone just loses it. It's like, yep. This is yeah. where we're going with this right now. It's not. I mean, it's, it's in the outtakes. It's going to be on the DVD. That's like, too funny to avoid. It's just like, oh my god, yeah, it's, it's hilarious, you know. Was I was just thinking of something, and then I that that comment just kind of threw me for a whirlwind. It's like, <laughs> Fuck, oh, like I'm your brother. What? That's disgusting. You know, and you can just yeah, and you can oh, uh, you can hear it, and then she's uh, the girl says something wrong. She like you, you feel like an ear of corn or something like that. It's like oh, oh. What's oh wrong with God. that guy's dick? You know, an ear of corn. How many herpes are on there? Yeah, right. <laughs> I feel like just like oh, the right man. people need to but see. Yeah, we, you know, some of those outtakes can always be completely outrageous, and I love that. You know, that's my favorite part. I buy DVDs just so I can watch the outtakes. Oh man, it's and the commentary and all the extras. Oh yeah, I keep, I, yeah. Especially if you're if you're an artist or like a filmmaker, like DVD player is is a is a film school in a box. You know, if you watch the commentaries and the bonus features, you learn so much about filmmaking. Yeah, Kevin Smith's good about that, too. 
Yeah, I think I stole that phrase from him. DVD players, a film school in a box. He said something like that. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing he, it, but he does like, all those. Yeah, because his commentaries are always great. The Simpsons too. The Simpsons DVDs, like there's more extras than yeah. there is content. Yeah, usually it's yeah. That's what's great when you buy a DVD and it's a movie, ninety minutes long, total running time three hundred and forty minutes. Yeah, it's like what the hell? <laughs> there's a, a a documentary about Clerks two that came with the special release that yes. I have. Yeah, and yeah. It was longer than the movie, and it's yep, like yep. from Inception to like all the way to Canned. And I watched that more than I watched Clerks two. Yeah, and I love yeah. Clerks two. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, same thing with um um when the when Clerks X came out, the documentary on it, I think is longer than the movie. <laughs> it's so... you know the do- on, the, on the history of the of Clerks. Oh man, yeah. I listened. To, he's got. I like his. He's got like a bazillion podcasts. Podcasts. Oh, I know. Yeah. I listen to uh, Smodcast sometimes. Good. Like, good. That's the one I usually listen to is him and Scott because they're they're the guys who started their whole thing. You know. Yeah. I I I listen to like uh, I like when he has get he had one when he had Randall the guy who played Randall on. Yeah. Uh, Asia Tyler was on one, and then Lisa oh, nice. Pedro. Good, good. But they're hard to find because they're never like labeled. It's like you have to like. It's it was like guy on girl because that's her podcast, girl on guy. So I was like, oh. I know who this is, but it's really it's a really good one. And then I I finally went I watched um the comeback and I finished it. So I went. Someone had told me that he has Lisa Kudrow on and just does an episode where he geeks out about the comeback tour. So I listened to oh. that. It was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I love Kevin Smith so much. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. It, it's, he's one of my favorite. He's one of my inspirations. I always yeah. Well, you guys just seem to have this weird track of like you know you because like uh, Josh and Todd, like I said, had definitely a Kevin Smith vibe. Oh my God, it screams Kevin Smith, and I'm okay with that. You know. Yeah, like, and then he makes Tusk, and then you make Head. So it's like you guys yeah, are right? kindred spirits. <laughs> I feel oh my like God, right? he just needs to see your work, and he'll like he'll get it. Right. Maybe maybe it will be a, one of his films. I I'll don't start know. Tweeting him for you. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. I think when you get to a certain level, I don't think they see it, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or if they do, it's just because they're scrolling and looking for stuff, you know? Yeah. It, but, like, oh, my God. I feel like this the right person needs to see what you guys are doing. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're like, on the cusp of something. I can feel it. Like, I think yeah. our, next, our next couple projects are going to be really important. You know, like, deciding what we do business-wise for characters and stories. we got to make sure that... Because every time we do something, we get a little bit better. You know, even yeah. if we take a step back for whatever reason, it's still there's a reason for it. You know, like I want to go back and use something different or go back to a way we used to do something. It's usually to make a point of some sort. But like everything we're doing, though, is getting better as far as quality and content and the way it looks and sounds. So the next the next couple projects are going to be very uh, important to, I think, to our evolution of and, and maybe our our. I don't know, our branding out, I think is the word I want to use, you know, kind of getting yeah. the name out there. Yeah. How do you we guys figure out marketing? Because that's the thing that I, I, oh I struggle God, with. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I just, anywhere I can possibly promote it, I do. It's, I mean, I, every now and then I'll go on Craigslist and put ads up for our movies. Like, oh, check us out on YouTube. You know, like, yeah. just ran, and I'll do it like all over the country because you can have one Craigslist account and post anywhere you want in the country, yeah. you know, which is great. And sometimes it'll be something like, I remember, uh, a guy gave me advice. He's like, just throw it out there, but make it vague on Craigslist. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I, he's, he does like, writes articles for local underground papers and stuff. And it was like, you know, the end of the world is coming. Click here. And you click, it takes you an article that he had. Uh, I'm like, oh, so I did one. It's, it's on, I don't know if it's up now. It might have expired because Craigslist. We do one called Beware of Brain Swapping Madman. Madman. And when you click on the link, it takes you to a music video we made, uh, which had Brain Swapping Madman in it. You know, like, <laughs> I say just get your team and get out there and just get every podcast you can find on Twitter. Like, cause that's... Yeah, oh, man, I would love to do more of these. I mean, anytime somebody calls me and says, I want to do an interview with you or I just want to ask yeah. questions, I'll tell you. I'm like, send them. Send them. I have no shame. Don't like, be afraid to the... ask. Don't be, yeah, don't, yeah, come to me and I'll come to you. I did an interview with, uh, there's this guy here in Connecticut. He has this um, news site called Nutmeg Chatter. And it's all mainly like his area out in Torrington, Connecticut, like that side of the state. And we've done a lot out there, a lot of live stuff out there and some nice. screenings. So we're, and I actually did a, a play with him last year called Revenge of the Space Pandas. His name's uh, J. Timothy Quirk. And he's an actor and performer. And he has this website, though, the news site. And he, he was like, yeah, I'd love to do a piece on Head. And I was like, yeah, sure. So he met me where we're screening it at the art gallery. You've been there, Paris and Plantsville. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That's where you saw Josh and Todd. So he met me there for a day, did some photos, asked me a bunch of questions, and like, just don't say no when people want to interview you. You know, oh, like yeah, just yeah. do it. <laughs> it it's the, yeah, that's kind of where I was going with it. Is like, and that was one of my favorite little pieces that I've seen about the movie so far. You know, and it was very 
short, but it was really good. You know? That's awesome. Yeah, I know. I've been meeting like different podcasters who are always looking for guests. So I'll, I'll put your name out the. Thank like, you. Yeah. I work with a few. I not work with, but there's a few people that we kind of like. I've gotten to know them through doing this, and then I'll be like, if they have, and when they like have someone on, they say that. I was like, tell them to tell me, and then yeah, I'll, yeah, and vice versa. Yeah, I'm always, I mean, I, <laughs> it's just always it's 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 a really nice community of people out there. Yeah, and I mean, you can talk about anything too. That's what I like about your show. It's not just we're oh, going to talk specifically about, you know, um, this is it's, it's never like oh, we're only going to talk about sports, or we're only going to talk about movies, or we're only going to talk about uh, yeah. the dates of the year. You know, a holiday every day. You know, you you you're just like, let's chat, man. You know, I it's, love uh, the title says it all. Let's <laughs> just talk. Day, I was joking around with my wife. I was like, it's definitely like the liberal arts of podcasting. <laughs> there you go. I like that. No you sports, got, like, everything else. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, you could actually that could be like a tagline for you in a way. You know, yeah, like, I was thinking about it the other day. <laughs> let's just chat. Nothing you know? that important. No politics. No sports. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that important. No politics. Well, yeah, I, I can only. I try to only ask people on that I actually like or like like well things i can like talk about things i also like, like right and that just tends to be music comedy and movies right. yeah and that's good though you know like tv tv comedy TV. yeah music just me- comedy mostly are like the two things i always go after yeah and that's that's important though you know like well yeah because then i can actually respond and just be like uh, uh i don't know anything like, about march madness <laughs> yeah it's yeah, it's funny like people are always like oh what, what sports do you watch i was like uh the whalers you know, they're not even a team anymore, you know? The Hartford Yard Goats? Come on. There we go. Oh, God. So, what you know, the just, fuck, man? Hey, you know what? That's a perfect name for a, a farm team, you know? It, it's, it's, I swear to God, I, I feel like the Simpsons writers are like, man, we should have not done the isotopes and should have yeah. done the Yard Goats. This is perfect. This is the dumbest name I've ever heard, and I'm like, nope. swing and a miss. Oh, God. It's just another one of those things. And they're moving to Hartford or some shit? Yeah, they're moving out of New Britain to Hartford. They have this beautiful little stadium in New Britain that's been there forever. I I saw Bob Dylan play there. They do things there besides. And now they're moving to Hartford. It's all about money. And Hartford's such... uh, I got to mince my words here because I'm part of the art community in Connecticut. But Hartford's a dump. You know, like... Well, no one in Hartford... Well, listen to this anyways, you. yeah. Because and plus, people in Hartford, and I'm not, I'm probably gonna get myself in trouble here in some ways. Not only, but at this point, it's like, eh. <laughs> a lot of people in Hartford are afraid to get out of Hartford. Like Hartford is its own little circle. You know, like Hartford artists and things like that, if, if they're afraid to leave, it's like they're big fish in this little pond of Hartford. I didn't it's even like, know well, that there was one. Oh yeah, there's there's a whole art community there, and 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 like art and you know arts and music and all that. And it's like, come on, come somewhere else, spread your wings, you know. Yeah. And then when people like like who are outside of Harper try to bring things in, they're always they got that kind of who are you? Why are you coming into my territory? It's like, look, dude, you're 50 years old and you do art. You should be showing it everywhere you possibly can. And not it's Harford. No one goes not there. Not begrudging a 20 year old kid who's trying to show his art there too. You know, yeah, like, absolutely. I've seen a lot of that in Hartford, which I've never seen, you know, in Torrington or in Plainville or Plantsville or Southington or Meriden. Like, it's just there's something about our Springfield. You know, there's something about that Hartford art vibe. My and dad be, has showings in Meriden all, all over, but what's that Gallery Fifty Three? Is that Gallery Fifty Three? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's got he's had, I've been to his art shows there. He's great. That's cool, man. That place is really nice. It is a nice spot. I've been in there a few times. I really I really like it. It's a nice nice gallery. Just, sadly, it's in downtown Meriden. Yeah, you gotta kind of fight with Meriden to. Yeah, and Meriden, I'm, I'm, Meriden I'm, has its nice spots, but downtown's not one of them. Yeah, <laughs> I'm from Meriden. Sorry, I can trash yeah. it. There you go. <laughs> yeah, my my parents still live there. Yes, yeah, so I grew up on the Hartford side of West Hartford called Elmwood. So I, I'll talk about uh. Yeah. I'll talk about Hartford if I want. I guess I had enough time hanging out there, you know. To yeah, well, you know, Hartford's weird because there's that little invisible line that makes it like. West Hartford or East Hartford. I don't know. It's like if you grow up in this town, your life's definitely gonna be a lot better if you grow up on this side. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hartford's just been mismanaged, and oh my god. Yeah, like, that's... The, the, my uncle Bob's a real estate agent. I think out of East Hartford. Okay. And every time he'll, he's the man. I fucking love my uncle Bob. He's like <laughs> the coolest fucking older guy, old guy. But nice. he's like, I tell you, Chris, you know, real hyper, sportsy kind of cool dude, and he can go off for a fucking forty-five minutes straight of why Hartford is destroyed because of they block the waterfront and how like oh geez yeah. they, like the highway blocks the waterfront and like he's like for any good cities re- uh re- re- oh my god to revive a good city you need to have like he's like baltimore did it providence did it cleveland and he'll name off like 10 different cities i'm like all right bob i don't, I don't <laughs> care anymore yeah you're like okay i get it i get it <laughs> yeah so i didn't live in providence but they like i live here now but like i guess they at one point like took down a highway and rerouted it so they could oh, wow. redo the entire city based around waterfront and like baltimore so, like you need waterfront to really revive a city 
Yeah, it's if, just, if it's, you have it, and they they fuck. They, oh my god, it totally blew that. Yeah, <laughs> you guys had Comic Con there. There, there this we year. do. Yeah, we have the uh, the Kineticon and the Hartford Comic Con, which is really cool. Kineticon is I'm not a fan of, but Hartford Comic Con I, I did really well. I know last year they're bringing it back this year. Yeah, I actually really like those cons, and I, I know some purists hate them because they're not about comics, and I I don't disagree with them, but I, I would never go to a you comic. Still got, just, con. You still got your sales floor. There's plenty of comics there to buy, and that's what a comic. Yeah, can, I bought a piece of uh, Muppet fan art at the uh, nice. the Providence one. Nice, yeah, but that's things like a comic convention. If you can get your comics there, that's what it's about. Finding a comic book you're not going to find in your local comic book store, and then everything else is just gravy. All the events and all that, you know, like that's the purest form of a comic convention was a bunch of guys in a VFW selling comic books, you know, like. When they get bigger, you got to do something else. You can't just have the all comic books. It gets boring. You know? yeah, my, my brother-in-law gets so mad because it merged with some anime con, con that he would go to. And oh, like, really? So I, well, like, Kineticon is Kineticon was like an anime-centric con- convention. That's why it's not called Comic Con. It's called Kineticon. Oh, yeah. He and it's two different conventions, that. and it's oh god, we screened at it a few years, uh, like three or four years in a row. Elwood did events at it. And every year, I mean, the, the people there were always really good. Like, the people came and saw our stuff. Like, I have to say, like, it was a really good time. You know, we got a really good turnout, really good response from people. But the kinetic, but the but the convention itself, this is a Kineticon, was so mismanaged. One year we showed up and they didn't even know who we were and that we were screening there. Oh. And it was like, uh, I have all the paperwork right here. And they're like, oh. Then we get to our room where we're going to be screening for the, that later that day. We check it out, you know, because there's other things going on throughout the day in these rooms and we got there to start screening and there was this girl there who wasn't going to let us use the DVD player and do our presentation because she was so into the anime she was watching. Wow. And it's like, we have 50 seats. We have 30 people waiting outside the door. You kind of have to turn this off. And she was like flipping out because she was somebody who worked for the convention. It was like, Oh my God. It wasn't yeah, even just like, like a kid. Uh, no, you just ended a half hour ago. We're next in the room because everything's scheduled, you know, like <laughs> and she's like, yeah, but I really, really need to keep on. I'm like, then just take it to another room. You know, <laughs> It's like you work here. You shouldn't even be in here right now. You should be working. You know. Oh God. <laughs> but that's mismanagement, you know. And, and I've heard, you know, I have some friends within Elmwood Productions too, who who know people that work for the convention. And they, I guess the past couple of years they've stepped up their game a lot. That's so I'm talking good. about the past, which is good. So yeah. And they're trying to maybe get us to screen there this year, and we'll, we'll see. I mean, if they give us a good spot, I'll definitely do it, and I'll now, plug you... the shit out of it, like we did when we did there. I mean, I promote the shit out of these conventions when we do them, you know. Do you um? Do you have to pay to screen your stuff there? Or uh, every it... convention's different. Uh, this one we didn't, which was good. That's one thing I will say about Kineticon is that when when they did invite us, it was very. The guy who we dealt with was awesome. His name was uh, Dave Anderson. I don't even know if he's still involved with the convention, but I'm gonna name drop him because he was such a cool dude, Dave Anderson, and he just he was a fan, you know, and he was into what we did. He he, he was always great to us. It was just the people that were running the, the convention on the days we were there and just had no clue who we were. So, but he was great. We'd see him around. He'd run over to us and say, hi, ah, like good guy, but we never had to pay. It was that we were invited to go. Um, I, don't I, really I would imagine that, like the big ones. Like if you want to be in San Diego, you probably got to pay top dollar. You, you probably got to pay something. I, or, I mean, screenings are usually like the type of thing where you submit to be screened. And then if they, oh, pick, you, I see. Then if they pick you, they, they screen it. You know, you don't have to pay for that, but I think it would be, you'd have to have like the courtesy of buying a booth, mm-hmm. you know, Picked, you should have a booth so you can be there to autograph and sell your merchandise and all that. Like, yeah, I know they need to make some know, sort of that's... money as well. Yeah, and they get attendance money. I mean, everybody buys a ticket, they get paid for. You know, yeah. that's. And you can't just buy a ticket for a movie. You buy the ticket for the convention. And you know, you... Have... yeah, yeah. Then you go to the events you want to go to. So, yeah, I went to Comic Con in Providence. I went to go this year, and it sold out so oh, wow. fucking fast. And then it, they. The place, the convention center that did it, like some big scandal where they oversold the tickets and it, like it was really bad. Like a lot of people couldn't get in. Like they oversold the tickets by like ten thousand or something illegal. It wasn't like a couple hundred tickets. We're talking yeah. thousands. Wow, that's I, bad. I didn't go to it, but I heard it was a fucking nightmare. I can only imagine people being turned away who probably bought the ticket the day it went on sale. You know, yeah, and that exactly, because like, uh, ah. of fire code and all that shit. But yeah. Like, oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh man. Well, fucking anyone listening, get John on, get John on, and any of these Unwood folks on your show, or yeah, put out the good word. Be fun. I mean, I'm I'm, ha- I'm up for I'm up for pretty much anything, you know. And, <laughs> and you have Skype. <laughs> and I have Skype. You can Skype with me. Yeah, you know that'll be fun. That's fucking awesome. And so, do you guys? You're just still probably reveling in the the because it hasn't come out yet. Uh, when Friday, I can post this, uh, this anytime you want. So if you as soon as possible because the screenings are this coming weekend. That'd be I great. Thinking, I could either put I could probably put it up for Thursday. Okay, I, that's fine. Yeah, 
Uh, maybe on Monday. No, I know my t- I know myself. I won't be able to do it tonight. <laughs> Tomorrow, yeah, no. But I, can, <laughs> I just have to edit those two spots. Actually, so I could either I could probably toss it up for Thursday because that'd be great. Thank you. Yeah. And then the thing is on uh, Sunday, right? Yeah, there's there's two screenings. Uh, One sold Saturday out. Night, Congratulations. Sold out. Thank you. Yeah, Saturday night we sold out as of yesterday. It's funny. I was at the gallery screening yesterday because they had a, uh, an art show opening, and all of a sudden the owner of the gallery comes up and he goes, "Sold out." <laughs> Like I was like, oh, was, people are buying tickets right there, which was great. That's got to be pretty fucking incredible. It was good. And so Sunday night, there's still plenty of tickets available. They're $8 in advance. I'll just throw a little plug here. They're $8 in advance, $10 at the door if we have any left. And where, where is it? Paris and Plantsville in Southington, Connecticut on West Main Street. Yeah. And then once it's up and after you release, like how could someone watch it if they don't live anywhere near Connecticut? Um, we have DVDs. We'll have the DVDs for sale. We, uh, we're doing a limited run of them. Uh, we'll have nice. them have them at the screening. We'll have some available at the gallery. Also, after the fact, we're going to leave some there. And then we will be selling them through our website uh, within two or three weeks. Uh, we're not going to put them up. You know, maybe even within a week, hopefully. I mean, it just depends on timing. So that'll be available online that way. And we're looking into doing uh, digital downloads also, like on-demand type viewing type thing. How does that work? I'm just curious. I don't know. That's what we're looking into it. Because <laughs> I, I saw that movie, um, I Need That Record, on Netflix. And I'm like, how does that get on Netflix? Like, I don't know how that works. I yeah, decided. yeah. Brendan's film was really good. Yeah. The, uh, I just have no idea. So Netflix, buy it. Yeah, right. There you go. Uh, Netflix is... um. Uh, Netflix is a tough cookie to crack. That's why we think we're going to do it on our own through our own like little service oh, yeah, we'll on the website. They're, yeah, they're uh, they got their whole they got a whole thing going that no one knows how it works. Yeah, no, that's great. Good for them because that means they don't get a lot of crappy submissions. You know what I mean? Like you gotta you gotta you gotta have some sort of even if it's not quality film, you have to have some sort of quality of business to to be on Netflix. I feel like you must good. have to have a studio or something behind something you. backing you or yeah something or someone backing you, which is fine. You know? Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm okay VOD with that. is still like a whole. You know that that whole world is still learning itself. Yeah, what I love about modern filmmaking is, it, it, including distribution of it and and music too. It's like the Wild West all over again. Anything yeah. goes. You know, we can, and like people are always like, <clears throat> excuse me, people are always asking me like, oh, I want to make a movie. How do I? What do I do? It's like get a fucking camera and make a movie. And Mark Duplass just had some quote was just like, "There's no excuse not to make a movie right now." Yeah, it's so and like don't don't be a slave to technology. Don't worry about having the best video camera in the world. You know, because you probably don't need that to tell your story unless you're making you know, a Star Wars movie or something. You don't need the best technology in the world. So get a video camera, get some friends together, get a couple lights and just make your movie, you know, right. And right. What you can do. Look around your house. What do you have? What can you make a movie? I've had um, some people on here who like uh, who did like a web series and like the equipment they buy is like off the fucking rack. And it yeah. looks amazing. It's, it's lighting. Lighting is a lot of it. I will be honest. Lighting is. Yeah. Depending on, you know, good and bad. If you want to look dark, you can make it look dark. If you want to be the brightest day in the world, you can, you can make it happen, and that's really important, did, you know? Did you ever see that thing on uh, Comedy Central South Park Six Days to Air? Yes, yes. <laughs> Where they're like, yeah, these computers, we can walk in the store and make the cartoon now. Like, when they had these, like, supercomputers to make South Park, they're like, we walk in, we buy a Mac, and then we're done. I was like, wow. And they're done, yeah. Yeah, it's great. And that's the thing, like, if you, if you have three friends... You can make a movie because you might have the camera, your friend might have the better computer, and your third friend might be an actor, you know, like or somebody yeah. who's willing to the camera. You can make a movie. It's not, and it kills me because I have so many people I know who are always like, oh, "I want to make a movie, but but this, but that, but this, but that." This is. It's like you know what? You can do it. You just have to get out there and do it. You, you have know, a get, cell phone. Just figure it out. Yeah, it, or yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be good. Just make it. I have a video camera sitting on my desk right now. It's a little handy cam, you know. It's a Canon. It was two hundred bucks. And if you go on Elmwood Productions' YouTube page and watch some of our short films, they were shot on this camera. You know, like, you, you can do it. It does. You don't need this high, like, you know, 3CCD, you know, like, you know, SLR, DSLR camera. You can just do it with a video camera, you know? That's amazing. Oh, another, before we leave, I just um, had a, such a cool experience. Um, so I put up an episode a while back with, uh, it was Sean Carney, who's in uh, Scandals, mm-hmm. and, um, Somehow, I ended up, your cousin and I ended up following each other on Twitter, and I think she must have saw the episode with Sean. So I think she listened to it, and the next, and then I had someone else on that she also had like just out of the blue, this guy Tommy Gun, and all of a sudden I hear like, "Holy shit, my cousin was on your podcast!" I'm like, "Oh, who's your tra- cousin?" And then 
we were talking, and I guess it was you. Who's I don't this? know her name. I think her name's Laura. Do you have a cousin oh, named yeah, Laura? Oh, yeah, yeah, Laura. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's funny as hell. Hi, Laura, if you're listening to this. Yeah, one. if you're listening. It was just, like, so <laughs> fucking random. Like, and yeah, in my head, like, my really ego cool is like, yeah. some random person saw I had someone from the Scandals on and is looking through the list and being like, oh, my God, that's my cousin. That's awesome. She's so, such a cool chick, too. So she's a, uh, yeah. she's a junkie, man. That's good, good. She, I just, I feel like I must have just posted two in a row that like must have spoken to her because like I think there are people that she like liked and knew not because of me. It was just like you know that probably the band page. The I don't fans, know. yeah, she's probably fans of the fans. Yeah, I'm bugger next time I talk to her. Yeah, about it. that's really great though. Cool, really so if cool. You're listening, Laura. I don't actually know you, but you're very nice on Twitter and you're very funny. Yeah, she is funny. She's really funny. Really, oh really goodness. smart kid, man. She's, I mean, she's a kid. She's 20s, but really smart. She's, yeah. Deserves the best out there, Laura. <laughs> so it blew my mind. I was like, yes. And then uh, so people can find you on the internet, which you already said, and I'll put all that up in the beginning. Yeah, com, the YouTube, blogs, all that kind of shit. <laughs> Beautiful, man. Yeah, I'll try to, I'll get this up for uh, Thursday. Thanks, man. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you so much. Come hey. back and bring your friends, and you yeah, know, I'm, anytime I'm, you need any public stuff, you know where I am. Hey, if you ever want to, if you ever want me on just for any kind of conversation, I'll do it. Just let me know. Oh, good, because I actually yeah. always need content. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> let me know. I'll come, I'll come around just to bullshit for a day. That'll be fun. That's my favorite part. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent, awesome, man. man. Ha- ha- have a good one. You too. Thank you so much.